0: You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys, episode 80. Let's get it! On the top I won't stop. Me, me on the top and all won't stop me. Me on the top the, me on the, me on the. Yo, yo 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 yo! What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Matty B, aka Matthew Baltzell. and welcome back to Real Estate Journeys, the exclusive podcast for real estate investors looking to scale to 100 units and become location independent. And today is Wake Up Wednesdays. But before we jump into it, guys, I wanted to welcome everybody back. I've been on a bit of a two-week hiatus. Things have been kind of crazy over here in Chiang Mai, Thailand for me. A couple events that have recently happened is my wife has hit the seven month mark for having our baby. So she's transforming into a different person and she can't do a lot, right? She's getting bigger and moodier and just pregnant, more pregnant, right? So we also moved into a brand new house. So we've had to basically, me, had to move everything, go get some stuff uh if anybody out out there can relate if you've moved into your first time homeowners and going from renting you have to buy a lot of stuff supplies yada 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 so the list goes on and then the third thing that also is happening is we're in the process of closing another property so things have been busy 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 so with that said this week's episode is very jam-packed and i think you guys are going to love it it's about underwriting how to get into underwriting and the roi of underwriting if you're going to pursue that avenue i think it's going to pertain to a lot of people and that's what people hear a lot when they first get into underwriting they or when they first get into multifamily, they think that they need to get into underwriting yes you need to understand the numbers but do you have to become an underwriter well that's to be determined so with that said I'd like to jump into it and enjoy this episode. So for people that are listening to this, we basically answer questions that we hear kicking around the can, the most pressing, and we try and solve them for you. And one thing that we've come across re- recently is how do I learn underwriting? I know I was even interested in this for a while, and once I started to go down that path, I realized it wasn't for me, but you, my friend, are the king in this realm, and I know that a lot of people are looking to do it, so how do, how do those people go about learning underwriting?
1: Well, first of all, you gotta realize, uh, you got like what Matthew said, you gotta figure out if this is the best and highest usage of your time as an example. Because I know a lot of people say, well, oh, I just wanna learn it. And the point is that this can become a big black hole where all your time gets sucked down. So if this is not the best and highest usage of your time, and you have some, any activity that is gonna result in a higher ROI, I would suggest doing that. So as an example, if you're a big capital raiser, right? Or you're a big marketing person, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't understand the fundamentals, but the fundamentals are pretty easy. You can get them in like half an hour of reading something, right? But the nitty gritty stuff, don't even bother yourself. Like we talked earlier in earlier episodes, we talked about this is a team sport. So you need to have people with complementary skill sets around you and you need to build that team the right way. So the same way as for instance, your underwriter or your analytical people may not be at the same level as say, a person who's very relationship driven out there and raising money, all of that. Similarly, you might not be as analytically driven. So as Matthew said at the start, figuring out what your role is and number two, figuring out if this is the best and highest usage of your time. Cause we are in a time constrained society and time is money. So figure those two things out. Once you have decided as an example, let's assume this is the best and highest usage of your time, something you really want to do. I would suggest that you dedicate at least three to six months if you have no background in accounting and finance, right? As an example, you just have no background. What I typically suggest people before they learn how to underwrite is to pick up a basic book on say, Profit and loss, cash flow statement, and the balance sheet. I know, I know this is going to get all your adrenaline spiking. You're going to be super excited reading these books. I know that, right? But the reason why I say you got to pick up just a basic primer on how the financial statements work is because once you understand the basics, the underwriting part isn't as complex as you think it is. Because a lot of these things, people think this is like voodoo magic where you put something in Excel and something happens. So this is honestly, the level of math you need is grade fifth level. It's basic arithmetic, plus, minus, subtract, uh, plus, minus, multiply and divide. That's it, in fact, you don't need anything bigger than that, to be honest with you. So if you understand the basics of how the p and work, the cash flow statement, the balance sheet work, you are good to go. Then what I suggest people to do is basically go on YouTube. And all of this, by the way, is for free. So you're not paying anybody, okay? Go to YouTube and literally type in basics of financial modeling, okay? You're not, now, you're not even typing basics of multifamily financial modeling because we'll come to that. Again, once you understand the basics of how to build a very basic financial model in Excel. Now, what is a financial model? A financial model is just a fancy way of saying that you're going to put a certain level of inputs into, say, a calculation, and it's going to give you an output. Right? That's it. Right? So in, say, multifamily, you know, we have a combination of rent, debt, cash flows coming in and out, economic vacancy, other income, expenses, blah, 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 blah. Don't overcomplicate it right now. Learn how to build a really simple financial model. Very simple, and YouTube is filled with these videos. Okay, give yourself two or three weeks. And again, the point here isn't that say you're spending 10 hours a day on doing this, the point is, carve out between 30 minutes to one hour every day. Okay, because this isn't a test of how many hours you can do something, this is a test of basically. How diligently are you chipping away at something right mm-hmm. so let's it's better that you take out say half an hour every day for say three months right as opposed to say ten hours every two days right because it's just, i think you know, if you lightning. also
0: trying i think if you also try and go ham with the underwriting like you're gonna just i don't know for me
1: at least
0: not going make sense you're gonna burn out within. Two
1: yeah. Yeah. Born. So the point here is that it's not intensity, it's consistency and diligently doing something, right? So once you learn the basics of financial modeling, then what I would suggest is then and only then, and don't take shortcuts because trust me, guys, everybody wants to take shortcuts. Everybody says they're not going to do it, and then they do it, right? Then go again to YouTube and type basics of multifamily model, financial modeling, a basic multifamily financial model or something, and then learn these things. Now, again, typically, if you've got no background in accounting and finance and you're not picking up a textbook, please, for the love of God, don't pick up a textbook, okay? Pick up something that's written in easy to understand English, you know, from a layman's perspective, right? And kind of just learn why the financial statements work in a particular way. This should maybe take you two to three weeks at most half an hour a day, right? And I'm talking, you're going- Why the financial statements work, what? Because the reason why financial statements work is because when you're actually going to go build a financial model, you need to understand why does this thing work in a particular way? Because typically what example, I see.
0: More specific so examples. For,
1: for instance, ex- as an example, when you have revenues, when you have operating expenses, a lot of people, a lot of times I hear newbies saying, well, capital expenditures are an expense. Why don't I just put all of that in my PL? and And if you read a one-on-one accounting book, that question will be answered within the first five minutes, right? Yeah. Why you should not have capital expenditures in the PL as an example. That's just an example. Yeah. Right? But once you understand why these things happen, it becomes really easy for you to figure these things out. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you understand the basics of financial statements, how they work, and then you go to the basic financial model, you're not swimming in the dark, right? Because it's not like you're trying to learn Excel and you're trying to learn how accounting. Right? Because if you have the basics, you can, you, you're you able to quickly pick up things. Right? And you understand by the work as opposed to just being a data entry monkey and filling stuff into somebody else's sheet. Right? Mm-hmm. The other thing a lot of people do is they, in the process of trying to hurry the process up, they're like, oh, I'm just gonna download somebody else's model or sheet online. And I'm just gonna run my numbers. And typically what happens is, you inherit somebody else's problems. So if somebody else was doing things incorrectly, now you take all those problems without even realizing those were problems and you add your own set of problems on top. So you got basically uh, what is a polite and technical way of saying, what, what is a technical way of saying the third sandwich, basically. Right, basically. So you do this, learn the basics of financial statements, learn the basics of financial modeling, then learn the basics of multifamily modeling. And all of this should take you three months, half an hour a day, diligently every day and you're done basically. Then you never, ever, 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 ever have to rely on other people. You never, ever, ever have to rely on somebody saying something within five minutes after at the end of this three months, you'll be able to see something and pick out what is the good and bad. point.
0: So 30 minutes a day for 90 months and you should be able to pick it up. With- 90
1: days, not 90 months. I'm oh,
0: sorry, what did I say? 90 months? 90 days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a prison sentence. <laughs> Yeah, you got served ninety this
0: months is. of underwriting. God, no, please, <laughs> please, no. All right, so three day am sorry, ninety days, thirty day thirty minutes a day, and you should be having it. Educate yourself, learn and yeah. develop yourself from there, chip away at chip away at it, learn the basic financial models and And
1: learn the basics, guys. It's very important to learn the basics. If you don't learn the basics, you try to hurry the process you're going to have a lot of problems later down the stage, right? It's just not, and, when, and later down the stage when there's actual money involved.
0: Uh-huh. And then, so so people should be underwriting every single deal that they come across to develop that no. muscle?
1: hell no. Well, In I fact, think that's what a lot of people think. Well, uh, I mean, look, a lot of people used to, well, not used to, a lot of people still think the earth is flat. I mean, it doesn't mean they're right, right? Yeah. So a lot of people can think whatever the hell they want. What I'd suggest people doing is, look, number one, Get if you really want to learn, once you've learned the basics, then you want to take it to the next step and actually understand in reality how things are happening, yep. right? Because these are levels to this thing, right? Then, say, get on the mailing list of all the major syndicators. And look, we can get on our mailing list by going to our website, Boardwalk type typing your name, email address, and how you found out about us. And then you'll get all our emails. And similarly, for other syndicators as well, you know. And basically, when they send a deal package out, look at their financials. See what is the rationale behind it but it's a lot of work right starting out but if you put in the work up front what happens is that say three six months from now you can literally scan through somebody's financials in less than 10 minutes and know whether it works or not high level
0: gotcha cool yeah i think i think it's a very you know i think people think as far as like the education is concerned that is part of Learning everything in multifamily, like I must do underwriting. Like I learned the terminology I need now I need to underwrite. And then now I need to start underwriting every single deal that I come across. And then that's where people are getting caught up in the weeds. And then they blah, 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 blah. So, but if you're listening to this, you don't necessarily have to go into underwriting. This is for the people that do want to go into underwriting. And you could take the advice from Omar Khan, the great underwriter himself. Well, Omar, thank you very much for being on the show this week. I appreciate it. Guys, if you've been listening to this and you do want to get on our mailing list once again, go to www.boardwalkwealth.com. Put in your name, your information. We'll have a bunch of deals there for you. You can t- check them out, and you can underwrite them yourself if you'd like. Then, Omar, catch you on the next go around, my friend.